0: Yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs>
1: وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعض فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا إن من أزواجكم وأولادكم عدوا لكم فاحذروا وإن تعفوا وتصفحوا وتغفروا فإن الله غفور رحيم صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم مولَا صل وسلم دائما أبدا ala habibika khairil khalqi kullihim respected honorable ulama respected brothers in islam if there is one lesson that we learnt from the mubarak hijra of our rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam right it is very inception it was when nabi akram sallallahu Alayhi wasallam had placed sayyiduna ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu in his bed and nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam instructed him to to return the amana, To return the trust That the people of Makkah Had entrusted him with. If we try to understand Contextualize this Sayyidina Ali radiyallahu ta'ala Whose life was undoubtedly At risk, The people that had gathered And surrounded the house Of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam Would have taken the life Of Sayyidina Ali radiyallahu ta'ala anhu Intentionally or unintentionally The lesson that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has taught us is the trust and the amana has to be returned. Antu Addul Amana ila A nikah is going to take place and effectively one aspect of a nikah is Allah wa ta'ala entrusts us with our wives. That is the amana, that is the trust. That Allah ta wa ta'ala places in our hands. It is a trust that Allah ta wa ta'ala will undoubtedly question us about on the day of qiyamah. How did we treat? In the ayah that was recited, Allah Ta'ala says, Ya iuhalladina amanu inna mina wa awladikum." عَدُوًا لَكُمْ فَاحْذَرُوهُمْ وَإِن تَعْفُوا وَتَسْفَحُوا وَتَغْفِرُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ This is an ayah of Surah At-Taghabun. taghabun is one of the names that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to the day of Qiyamah. Loosely translated, Taghabun refers to profit and loss. Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called the day of Qiyamah Al-Taghabun. Why is it a day of profit and loss? So the commentators of the Quran makes reference to the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that on the day of Qiyamah if we had aggressed, aggrieved someone if we had transgressed the rights of another person then our good deeds that we had profited from, that there is ajar and thawab. is not just a deed, it's a deed that we had earned the reward for. Something that we had carried out with a great deal of ikhlas, is going to be handed over to the person who we had aggrieved, who we had transgressed, whose rights we had taken away. Friends, That is Tagabun. A few ayat later, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses all the believers and this ayah is somewhat misunderstood. Allah Ta'ala says, Ya yuhalakina amanu, O those who believe, inna min azwaji ouladi kumadu walla kumfahdaruhum, certainly some of your spouses, not everyone, some of your children, not everyone. adu They are an enemy to you. Be cautious regarding them. Let us bring it into the context of the circumstances in which this ayah was revealed. The great commentator of the Qur'an, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas anhu speaks about those that had just embraced the Deen of Islam. Amongst them, the name of one Sahabi, Awf ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala, whose name is very prominent. When they had accepted Islam, there was the desire for them to emerge and go out in the path of Allah. However, just new in Islam, their wives, their children, did not understand, and they did not have the full capacity of understanding the value of going out in the path of Allah the reward, the merit of going out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now when these Sahaba met up with Nabi alayhi salatu was salam and they had met with those that emerged and they had gone out in the path of Allah, they had realized how they advanced spiritually. So within them there was grief, there was remorse that had we not had we not listened to our wives and had we gone out in the path of Allah, we would have also spiritually advanced. Obviously, what happens to a man when his wife stopped him from something? So they were angry, they were annoyed, they were full with emotions, and that emotions created within them anger, and as that desire to retaliate, built up in their hearts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this ayah. wa lakum That in this context, they have become enemies to you, but be cautious. Now, what is the advice of Allah? Wa in wa tasfahu nowhere وَإِنْ wa tasfahu wa in the Quran Allah Ta'ala uses these three words Very similar in meaning But obviously in outcome They have some difference تعفو, If you pardon them In other words Drop that spirit of retaliation You are feeling remorseful Not because of a material loss Not because you've lost some rands and cents or some dollars or pounds but you've lost the opportunity of going out in the path of Allah and because of that you may feel that you are justified in retaliating my Allah is saying ta'fu forgive them overlook them pardon them and drop that spirit of retaliation. Number two, Turn your heart away from the incident. Go on, look ahead. This is something that has passed in your life. So hence, overlook them. And forgive them. Friends, this is the advice that Allah Rabbul Izzat Gave to the ashab, to the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, At a time when they lost the opportunity of pleasing Allah And going out in the path of Allah We just need to look at our own lives Do we become annoyed and angry because of matters of deen? Then there is the ayat glaring in front of us We become annoyed because of material losses if the dini loss is greater and Allah is saying forgive, then what should we be doing with regards to material losses? Allah give us the tawfiq. Brothers and friends, such as are the advices of Allah wa Taala to husbands. Such are the advices of Allah wa Taala to wives. That we all may and would make mistakes, but these are the three aspects that we should remember: we pardon, we try and eradicate that enthusiasm to retaliate number two we turn away from the incident it has passed let us go front and number three we forgive in this ummah there were those individuals that had the spirit of forgiveness in their hearts and minds to such an extent if we take the example of Hassan al-Basri a man that would spend his nights in the ibadat of Allah, ta'ala. On one occasion, after he had completed his tahajjud, he was engrossed in dua. A person observing this dua heard the words. And after the tahajjud, he said to Hassan al-Basri, You were so fervently making dua. Allahumma gfil liman Oh Allah, that person who has oppressed me. How many of us make dua for those that have incurred favours upon us? Here is a person, a slave of Allah, that is making dua. Oh Allah, forgive that person who has oppressed me. The observer says, I heard you almost the entire night. So fervently making this dua, a desire came in my heart that I should also oppress you. So I become the benefactor of your dua. Brothers, these are things that we need to learn. And more especially, when it is a wife, that Allah Ta'ala says, hunna bil ma'ruf. Stay with her, cohabit with her, partner with her, with ma'roof. According to the rules and the laws of Allah wa ta'ala. In a nikah, one of the successes of a nikah we will find again in the Sirah of our Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa I'll take you very quickly through the historical details that it was... In the sixth day of the Hijrah, when our Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa intended to make Umrah, he had donned his ihram, and then he came to the place with Ebiya, when the Quraysh had stopped Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Sahaba. You may not go further than this. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam nonetheless had the treaty of Hudaybiyah signed. After the treaty was signed, one of the clauses, you will not be able to make Umrah this year, but you will come back next year and make Qadha of this Umrah. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, now explained to the Sahaba that we will have to remove our ihram, we will have to come out of the state of ihram And we will have to return to Medina Tayyibah. Can we understand what goes through the hearts of Sahaba? A large number amongst them are muhajireen. They were born and bred in Makkah. It is their birthplace. They have a birthright to Makkah Mukarramah. And we are not allowed. We've brought iman in Allah. And we are not allowed to make tawaf of Baitullah. So Sahaba did not disobey don't get that wrong Sahaba became a little bit reluctant because they were gripped with this emotion and Nabi Karim observes the Sahaba رضي الله body language and he goes into his tent at that time Ummul Mu'minin, our mother his wife سيدة Umm السلام رضي الله Ta'ala Anha is sitting and seated and she noticed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam milling around and she asked him, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, what troubles you? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam responded that I see that there is a degree of rilakhaba radiallahu ta'ala wa Those sahaba they so eagerly gave their lives to so Allah ta'ala Now they are so to say dragging their feet. Umm Salama r.a suggested to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Why don't you stand up and you come out of the state of ihram? In other words, your animals slaughtered because they had taken the animals. Have your head shaved in that state and come out of ihram. And let's see what happens. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam goes out and he does this. And immediately on doing this, Sahaba in the enthusiasm to follow Rasulullah Sallallahu wasallam, began to follow him instantaneously. Brothers, what we learn from this incident is unity of purpose, unity of object. In a marriage, a woman comes from her background, a man comes from his background, Both of them, their experiences will lead them to different priorities in life. But when we come together as man and wife, then we need to understand the objectives of each other and we need to participate, not a fake participation but a genuine participation provided it is permissible and take an interest. In the occupation and professions of others, of the next, of the spouse. And in this way, we will be able to pave the way forward for those children that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put into our takdeer. The contrary, the opposite. If the wife is going her way and the husband is doing his things, then of course we will find that there is now no unity of purpose. And each one is living their own separate life. The result of that will get children that are confused. The third aspect very quickly is one of the ayat that is recited in the khutbah of the nikah. Ya ayyuhal amanu attaqullah وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا مِنسَجِيدًا O oh, those who believe, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and speak appropriately. This has become a daunting task for us as human beings to speak appropriately. When we look at the people of the past, the great care they took with regards to even comments that they had made. Imam Ghazali rahimahumullah Writes the incident of a person that had gone after the Asar Salah to visit a very close friend of his. The friend is ill, he's sick. So he goes to visit the friend and when he comes to the door he is told that the man is asleep. So as he turns away, not addressing anyone, he says to himself, he asked himself the question, Is this the time to sleep? That's it. And he walked away. And as he walked, the household realized that this is a guest, a man of honor, of status. Let us call him in. So they send out a servant to call the man. Now the servant reports that as I followed this man, I didn't get the opportunity to speak to him because he continued rebuking himself. What is it your business? is it your business if somebody else sleeps after asr when the man is ill? and he continuously rebukes himself till he walks to the kabrastan he was probably going to visit the kabrastan at that time as he comes to the door or the gate of the kabrastan he says to himself the punishment for you my friend is very simple. So long as you well, I would deprive you of sleep. He himself, because of a comment, not speaking to somebody else. Now those were those individuals, Sab. Was a person, Muayyib, sorry, was a person, a nickname that was given, that whatever he would speak, he would write down. He would take his own isab of the words that he would speak, because he realized that tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, I am going to be responsible for every word I have spoken. So friends, for us, to have that nikah that Allah Ta'ala has described in the Quran Sharif as sukoon, the objective of the marriage. The simple prescriptions are many, but what we discuss today is that whatever learn to be forgiving, learn to be pardoning. The second, between us and our spouses, let there be unity of purpose. Let us discuss our way forward chalk it forward together as a couple. And the third is be very cautious on the things we say to each other. May Allah Ta'ala grant me first the tawfiq, and all of us the Tufiq to practice. May the nikah parties come forward, please. Sallallahu <coughs> <coughs> This is the nikah of Muhammad Yasin Ismail. The bride is Atiyah Duma. The representatives of the bride, Hassan Duma. This is to the representation, Aslam Ghalil and Muhammad Hafiji, and the Muhammad Simji. You are the representative of the bride. الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا. من يهده الله فلا له ومن يضلل فلا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسلما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم النكاة من سنتي وقال فمن رغب عن سنتي فليس مني أو كما قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم we have given your daughter Yaduma witnesses to the representation being Asnav. Muhammad Ismail has his daughter Atiyaduma. Yonika accepted Atiya. accepted I have I have I have I have O oh, Most Merciful and Gracious Allah, forgive each and every one of us. Ya Allah, bless this nikah with barakah, with khair, with afiyah. Ya Allah, keep a place in the hearts of both the spouses, consideration for each other. Ya Allah, cement this union with love and muhabbat. O oh, Most Merciful Allah, grant them the best of offspring. Ya Allah, such offspring that will be the coolness of the eyes, shining stars of deen, and O oh Allah, the flag bearers of Islam. O oh, Most Merciful Allah, each and every one of us beg you and beseech you and oh Allah grant us to the couple that we all become obedient to you ya Allah and oh Allah we follow your commandments and the sunnah of our Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wasalamu